I'm Mike Lunsford, and this is Stop Me If You've Heard This, a podcast where we dig deeper into the stories you thought you knew. When you think of the stereotypical lead singer of a punk band, a pretty specific image comes to mind, like Sid Vicious, for instance. Um, somebody who's hard drinking, heavy on the drugs, there's groupies, he's destroying hotel rooms, he's getting arrested, that sort of stuff. So, like, these are the same guys that when they were in high school, they were probably troublemakers, they were bucking the system, questioning authority, and you could probably find them either skipping class or they were smoking cigarettes on the loading dock. But this is why we're doing tonight's episode of Stop Me If You've Heard This. Uh, we're talking about a band that hails from Garden Grove, California. You know them as The Offspring. But more specifically, we want to talk about their lead singer, Dexter Holland. Now, The Offspring is often credited, and with some other big names too, with kind of reviving punk rock music in the 90s. So bands like Green Day, Rancid, Bad Religion, No Effects, Blink-182, Pennywise, they all were huge in the 90s. And the Offspring's actually been around for a while. They've been around since 1984, and they've sold 40 million records. So, I mean, they're one of the most popular punk rock bands of all time. The Offspring got really popular in 1994. It was their third album, Smash, that just blew away all expectations that they had. Their first hit off that album was Come Out and Play. And when we come back, I'm going to play a little bit of Come Out and Play for you. We'll go into the story of why that song is so notable and why they are the featured artist on Stop Me If You've Heard This. Gotta keep them separated. When Dexter Holland talks about how he came up with the lyrics for the songs for Smash, he says a lot of it was just what was happening in front of him. Uh, in the case of Come Out and Play, it was about gang and school violence. And he was seeing a lot of this because he was a grad student at USC. And while he was traveling to school every day when he was commuting in his crappy car, he would drive through East L.A., and which is gangland central. Uh, what he in, quoted here, I was there the day of the L.A. riots, so I was very aware of that part of the world. And a lot of the gun stuff comes out in songs like Come Out and Play. Now, the notable part about this song and the reason why we're talking about it is the phrase, gotta keep them separated and where it came from. So Dexter was in medical school. And at the time when the band was working on Smash, he was really kind of unsure of how to put the two parts together for Come Out and Play, trying to tie it all together. So one day, Dexter was experimenting with bacteria in vials um, while he was in medical school, and he left the vials of bacteria in a room to cool down. Um, when he came back after like an hour, he noticed that the bacteria were still warm because they were too close to each other. They were interacting with each other and causing them to heat, heat up. And Dexter thought to himself, man, I got to keep them separated. And there was his moment of genius, all because he was in medical school at the time. Now, you might be asking yourself, why would a hard-rocking frontman for a Southern California punk rock band 
be dealing with bacteria in vials? Well, that's because Dexter Holland is not your typical punk rocker. And that is the reason why him and his bandmates of The Offspring are the focus of tonight's episode of Stop Me If You've Heard This. So instead of doing that stereotypical punk rock thing, fighting the system and skipping class and such, Brian Keith Holland, which is Dexter's full real name, he was a valedictorian of his high school. He followed that up by attending USC, where he earned a bachelor's in biology, a master's in molecular biology, and actually went on to study a PhD in molecular biology. He later was a doctoral student at the Laboratory of Viral Oncology and Proteomics Research. So he was still going to medical school and studying these things while he was leading one of the most popular punk bands in Southern California, in fact, America, in the world at the time. So here's their second big hit off of Smash, it's Self-Esteem. Smash was an incredible success for The Offspring. It sold 14 million copies, as I mentioned before. And with something like that, you would think that maybe he abandoned his medical career. No, actually, Dexter Holland continued to go to school, continued to study molecular biology. In fact, in 2013, he co-authored a published paper in the PLOS-1, which is a peer-reviewed uh, journal for the Public Library of Science. And it was all about microRNA and HIV genomes, basically like describing why the HIV virus uh, affects human DNA and RNA and why it's so such a nasty thing and so persistent and how it's able to replicate. He actually was awarded his PhD in molecular biology during the USC commencement on May 12th of 2017. With the financial success that they gained from Smash, the band was able to buy the rights to their first two albums that they produced from their original record company, and they actually re-released them on their own label, Nitro Records. And one of the cool things about the punk scene is there's a certain level of camaraderie that always comes with it. And the offspring tried to stay uh, true to their roots instead of selling out, like so many bands get accused of. Holland and bassist Greg Kay decided to use the new record label to help other up-and-coming punk rock bands in the Southern California music scene. Some bands like The Vandals, Guttermouth, Jughead's Revenge, uh, AFI, and The Aquabats. So some pretty big names that came out of this. Their fourth album and the follow-up to Smash uh, was named uh, Ixnay on the Ombre. 
and it was with the new record label, Columbia Records. So it wasn't nearly as successful as Smash. Ixnay Aliambre only sold 4 million records, but still, 4 million records is a whole hell of a lot of records, and there were five singles released off of the album, and here is probably their biggest hit off of the album, and that's Gone Away. Another big hit that the Offspring had off of Ixnay on the Ombre was a song that probably got popular for two reasons. One, it was one of their singles that was released, but also, and a telling fact with the Offspring is they go to a lot of different measures to make their music popular. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about it later, but they use things like the internet to promote their music. But also, too, they were one of the first bands to license their music for a popular video game. The video game was Crazy Taxi. The song... All I want. And here it is. The Offspring followed up the release of Ixnay on the Ombre the following year in 1998 with the album Americana, which was a smash hit for them, uh, in fact, selling 10 million records. In fact, it changed their sound a little bit, too. They did some different things. Instead of going with the standard punk rock sound, they did some sampling for some of their songs, which is often unheard of. That's what's so unique about The Offspring is they're not stuck to tradition when it comes to music, when it comes to lifestyle those sorts of things. So we're going to play one of their big hits, which is using uh, some of that sampling, which you don't typically see in punk rock music, and that is Pretty Fly for a White Guy. And all the girlies say I'm pretty fly for a white guy. You know it's kind of hard just to get along today Our subject isn't cool, but he fakes it anyway He may not have a clue and he may not have style But everything he lacks, well, he makes up in denial So don't take 
Now, as you can hear, Americana did have a different feel with songs like Pretty Fly for a White Guy, where they were using samples, which they had never done before. But the soul of a punk rock album was still there. In fact, the album tackled some pretty big issues. In fact, the unhappy American lifestyle was oftentimes tackled in this. And speaking of the album, shortly after its release, uh, Dexter Holland explained that the songs on Americana aren't condemnations. They're short stories about the state of things and what we see going on around us. We want to expose the darker side of our culture. It may look like an episode of Happy Days out there in America, but it feels more like Twin Peaks. So when you go to another song that was a big hit of theirs off of this album, it definitely goes into that kind of darker side of what was going on in America and how Holland and his bandmates were seeing it. And that's going to be the song, The Kids Aren't Alright, which you can hear right now. expand upon the thoughts that Dexter Holland and the members of Offspring had about Americana and where it was coming from. Uh, Here's a quote from Dexter Holland on the lyrics. I was thinking about how American culture is distorted, really. It's not Norman Rockwell anymore. It's Jerry Springer. It's not living on the farm. It's going to Burger King. So it kind of expanded on that and made a lot of the song kind of vignettes of my version of America in 1998, which you can hear in Pretty Fly for a White Guy, which you can hear in Why Don't You Get a Job, you can hear in The Kids Aren't Alright. The follow-up album to Americana was Conspiracy of One, which, in my personal opinion, is my favorite Offspring album. Just track one all the way through, just a fantastic album. But it was notable not so much for its record sales because it only barely surpassed Ixnay on the Ombre in total number of sales. It sold 5 million records worldwide. But the album supported that punk mindset again. It went back to the sharing of music and not it being all about the financial success. In fact, at the time, this was in the year 2000 when there was some backlash from music sharing sites such as Napster when bands like Metallica went against them uh, in court and sued them. The Offspring wanted to release the entire album of Conspiracy of One on their website. Uh, The record companies kind of got involved and they said that the only thing that could be released was one single, which was the first one off of the album, Um, original prankster which we are going to listen to right now
the offspring in following that punk mindset of sharing music instead of making it all about the money in fact were big supporters of napster and their creator sean fanning as he got into issues with a legal battle through um, the rights of music and being able to download it and share it amongst others with notably metallica the offspring defended him and they were selling t-shirts on their website with the napster logo all the proceeds going to fanning's case Now, a successful music career, published author for a scientific journal, a PhD in molecular biology, you think that would be enough for Dexter Holland? But no, there was a lot more to his career after that. In fact, he had a couple other things that he was doing. He created his own brand of hot sauce named Gringo Bandito, and the label featured a picture of Dexter with bandoliers, revolvers, a sombrero, sunglasses. Now, Gringo Bandito was launched in late 2006. Holland said that growing up in Southern California, Mexican cuisine is part of the way of life. And he wondered if he could do better, basically referring to creating his own hot sauce. Uh, On the conception of the sauce, Holland states that in the early 2000s, while eating Mexican food, he began to read the label of the bottle of Tapatio, and it just kind of clicked. And he was like, yeah, I could probably do this. I could make one. And hot sauce people are a certain type of people, he said. They're passionate. They'll have a bottle with them wherever they go, and I'm one of those people. And when I'm into something, I really get into it. It's like my music. I liked records, so I learned how to play the guitar. And after that, I created my own band. And it was more than just that, too. In 2015, uh, Gringo Bandito hosted a taco-eating contest at Jackass alum Wee Man's Chronic Tacos in Redondo Beach. And it featured professional eaters like Kobayashi. And what's really even cooler about that is... The Offspring has their own recording studios in Huntington Beach, and the headquarters for Gringo Bandito is actually right next to their recording studios in Huntington Beach in the same industrial park. Now, here is the single they recorded for the motion picture Orange County called Defy You. On top of being the creator and owner of his own hot sauce brand, Dexter Holland is also an accomplished pilot. In fact, he's a certified flight instructor, and he made his own solo trip around the world in 10 days. He's also an avid surfer, but also a big fan of giving back to the community. 
1997, Holland and former Dead Kennedy singer Jello Biafra teamed up to form the FSU Foundation, which raises funds through charity concerts. Uh, the foundation did benefit shows to raise money for things like uh, the AIDS Project in Los Angeles, Poor People's United, uh, Trees Foundation, Amnesty International. He's also participated in the 2006 and 2008 Los Angeles Marathon. Uh, his charity of choice was the Innocence Project, which was a non-profit legal clinic that handles legal cases where post-conviction DNA testing of evidence can yield conclusive proof of innocence. I mean, the guy is just an incredibly diverse man, a renaissance man, if you will, um, but does everything to just an extreme level to the point where everything that he does is just beyond what most would be able to accomplish. And I think that that really is the reason why we do episodes of Stop Me If You've Heard This is it's so interesting to hear about people who are doing more than just what they're known for, but also doing things to try to help the community and do things that they're passionate about. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Stop Me If You've Heard This. My name is Mike Lunsford, and thank you for tuning in. Yeah, boy.